Hello, this is Patty Davis. I'm a psychic medium and intuitive, and I'm coming to you from Humboldt County, which is in Northern California, where the redwood trees meet the ocean. Aloha, my name is Jude Lynch, and I am a psychic intuitive energy healer, hailing from the island of Kauai, the garden island of the Hawaiian island chains. Welcome to Spirit Speakers Podcast, where we meet to discuss a variety of topics from two different psychic vantage points. Hi, and welcome. This is Patty. And on this podcast, we are going to be talking about earthbound spirits. Earthbound spirits are people that have passed that have not been able to fully cross over. And in our next podcast, we're going to be going into crossing over in more detail and discussing that. But tonight, we're talking about spirits that are somewhat stuck, that have had a difficult time crossing out of the human dimension and are still here. And Jude, I'd like you to start this off because I really have a lot of respect for the way you have witnessed this. When I was thinking about prepping for this particular podcast, I know, as we've mentioned before, that I have a tendency to see things in a more denser, heavier, more shadow vibration, and you see things in a more higher frequency. And when it comes to earthbound spirits, they tend to be kind of stuck in a lower frequency. Um, I just want to say before I open this up is everything that I am going to share with you is coming solely from my firsthand experience. It's not coming from books or classes or anything that I've been taught. And though I have read things and heard things that resonate a lot with what my own personal experience is, I am just merely sharing firsthand contact with spirits who were still stuck in the earthly realm. A lot of people talk about hauntings and they feel like there's spirits lingering in their home or spirits lingering in the land. And there's so many different levels of what hauntings could be. And most of them come from earthbound spirits. There are many ways that spirits can become stuck and that they are not able to fully cross over. The definitive difference between spirits who have not crossed over and ones that have crossed over in my perception is measured in the weight of the energetic package that they have on them. Earthbound spirits tend to have a lot of their human characteristics still with them. Whereas when spirits cross over, they've been cleansed of a lot of the things that they were dealing with. A lot of the karma that they came into the earth reality to deal with are no longer weighing them down. They're really freed of it and they're really connected with who they are in their highest. They still embody the better characteristics they had, but they are not weighed down by what I consider to be petty human issues. Patty, what do you think about the difference between earthbound spirits and spirits that have crossed over just to let our listeners know what the actual difference is? Okay, I really resonate with how you were describing things earlier about the baggage. And the way I see it is when people fully cross over, they go into a full state of love. Everything comes from the emotion of love. When they haven't crossed fully over, they still are holding on to human emotions, human pains, human wounds, judgment, self-criticism. They're still holding on to a lot of those things that once you fully cross over that you're completely freed from. And in my opinion, they have a much lower vibrational frequency. The frequency of someone that's fully crossed is very high and beautiful. And people that are stuck or haven't had the ability to cross over seem to be in a state of confusion, a state of frustration, and their frequency, their vibrational frequency is much lower. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. 
I think that a good way to start this conversation is to talk about some of the different types of earthbound spirits that I've encountered. One of the common ones that I find are people who have passed in a tragic way. So these are people who maybe got in an unexpected accident or they may have been killed or they died and they feel like there's tragic circumstances around that death. And what I find a lot of times with spirits like that is they get caught in what I like to call a loop. When spirits are ejected from the body too quickly and they don't have time to grasp what's happening to them or the circumstances before they left the body were really frightening or horrible, when they leave the body, they get caught in this loop of the tragedy, of the horror, of whatever it is that's happening. And because the difference between time in that metaphysical realm compared to our physical realm are different, meaning the metaphysical realm is timeless it's endless. So what may seem to them just a moment could linger on our timeline for days, weeks, months, years. So when I find spirits that I have crossed over in a tragedy, it's like they're repeating the same thought and the same vision over and over and over again. And that could essentially last until a higher energy comes and is able to pull them out of that loop so that they can cross over. Another type is spirits that know they're dead, but they just don't know where to go. And a lot of that plays into their belief system. So, you know, there are lots of religions and spiritual paths all over the planet. And depending on what your beliefs are, can really dictate what your experience is going to be when you leave. There's not one definitive experience for everybody. Everybody gets their own unique experience. But If you are somebody who is an atheist or doesn't have any belief system, and I'm not saying it happens every time, but on occasion, if you literally think that there is nothing that happens after you die, sometimes this can make somebody be earthbound. I feel like all spirits eventually find the way, and that's ultimately what's going to happen. So I don't want to discourage anybody who may not have explored yet what they believe about what's going to happen when they leave their body. Another type is people who know that they are dead, but they're waiting for something or they have some unresolved issues. I meet earthbound spirits all the time that fully know that they're dead, but they're waiting for their loved one, or they just want to make sure everybody's okay, or they feel like they have some kind of unresolved issue with somebody who's still living and they want to rectify it. And so they can get stuck because it's very hard once they've crossed over into that metaphysical plane to communicate with the physical. So they have to go on their own journey on how to relay those messages so they can find peace and cross over. Another type that I encounter are people who know that they are dead and are perfectly fine with being in that in-between state and not wanting to fully cross over. I often find these with suicides. People who wanted to kill themselves and are almost stubbornly like, this was my choice and this is where I want to be. And now that they are out of their body, they're almost stubbornly wanting to hold on to their decision and not wanting to cross over. And maybe another one would be people who have left their body and they kind of know something's up, but they're a little bit confused. Like they know something's different. They know something's off, but depending on how they passed, they're not fully sure or aware of what has happened. They just seem like they're kind of caught in a state of confusion. And it's not exactly like that loop scenario that I explained earlier, but it is a little bit hazy for them. They just know something's wrong. They just can't figure out 
quite exactly what it is. And those are a few examples of ways that I have seen earthbound spirits and why it is they may be stuck in the earth plane. Patty, do you have anything to add to that? Yes, I can I can add a little bit of my personal views of this happening. And I wanted to thank you for your explanation of the loop. I haven't really experienced that or heard much about that. And that's super interesting. So thank you for that. I have also experienced a few people that have, have not fully crossed after committing suicide. And there certainly have been people that have committed suicide that fully own their decision, that are fully comfortable with that, that have crossed right over, that wouldn't have changed a thing. But then I've also had people that have killed themselves that the shock of how it has affected their loved ones, their friends, their family members, a lot of times they're just in shock at how much of an effect it has had on others. And it puts them in a state of remorse or regret for what they have done, which oftentimes times, in my opinion, keeps them from fully crossing. And then there's also, as you mentioned, the religious aspect. If somebody were to commit suicide and had been raised thinking that that was a sin and that they were going to go to hell, they may be fearful of traveling on further, fearful that they may not be welcomed into a higher frequency place, heaven, as some may call it. And so out of this fear of going into a lower realm, they kind of put themselves in a state of freezing. I personally do not believe that. The way um, people that have passed have explained things to me and the way I have seen it is that everybody is able to cross over into the light. It's just that some souls have to go through an unpleasant experience before they're ready or able to do that. And also people that have not had a very upstanding life, that have not respected their life or the lives of others, those people oftentimes have trouble passing. Oftentimes when we pass, and we'll go into this a little bit more in the next podcast, we go into a place of life review where we review how every word we've said, every action we've done, every thought that we've thought, how that um, kind of branches out and affects so many people. And so these souls that cross over that haven't had much respect for others or for their human existence can go in a place where they're stuck, where they have to really, really go through their karmic lessons and a state of understanding. And while we all go through that, there is a higher platform of that and there's a lower platform. And I feel that oftentimes when spirits are stuck, they go into that lower place. I totally agree with everything you said. Things are not linear once you cross over. So time, there's no such thing as time. So it's hard to even talk about, but spirits will be there and there's always free will. No one is permanently tied down or kept from passing over. It's just that they have to be ready. They have to be in a place of acceptance and understanding. And oftentimes, loved ones that have passed will urge them forward, will come to try to help them, will try to show them the light and bring them a higher frequency. And that's lovely when a loved one is able to come through and bring them up and help them travel across. Have you experienced anything with that, Jude? Yes. Um, I also believe that every spirit, no matter how great your sin may be, has passage to a higher plane. And ultimately, it is their individual experience and their individual beliefs 
around their crossing that will keep them earthbound. I don't think that anybody is purposely kept back. And if they are having a horrible experience, it is their own creation. I'd like to go back to the suicides because I'm with you. There are some suicides, I believe, that cross over very swiftly. There are some suicides that I have encountered that get caught in a loop. They were in such a horrid emotional state at the moment that they took their life that they get locked in that last thought, that last thought of wanting to end it. And they can stay in that loop of that last thought forever. So another thing that I've seen with suicides are people who at the last minute regret their decision, but it's too late. And so those suicides, they eject from their body, but they don't cross over because they've suddenly realized they actually really wanted to stay living. And so now they're processing and dealing with the choice that they made. It's almost part of their karma in a way to see how their decision had affected others. And it's all part of the process, I believe. I think it's because that's part of their learning. And that's going to allow their spirit to grow and make better choices in their next incarnation or wherever it is that they're going. But I do believe all spirits are able to fully cross over. For those of you who may have dealt with suicide in your reality, somebody that you know or love that may have taken their own life, I just want to relay that it is not always limbo. It's not always hell or purgatory. I think all spirits have a chance to cross over fully and be freed from that earthbound plane, that lower vibrational plane and go into the light. I agree. Very well said. So one thing that I wanted to bring up is that when these spirits that have not crossed over are roaming around, they're oftentimes looking for someone that's open, someone that sees them, somebody that hears them, somebody that can speak to them. And that's why sometimes those of us that are sensitive or empathic can have a ghost show up in our house or something following us around or you sense this. And it's not always that you're being haunted or that they're here to do you harm. Oftentimes, they're just looking for assistance for somebody that can see them, that somebody that understands what they're going through. It's almost as if it's a link back to a realm they're um, familiar with. You can be an open person, a spiritual, psychic empathic person, and they utilize you to have a link back to the earthly plane. I've gotten rid of a lot of spirits for people that have stuck that have glommed on to somebody that's open. And it's important that if you sense something, see something, feel something, I think the first thing you do is ask it to speak to you. Say, who are you? Why are you here? What is your purpose? What are you looking for? And oftentimes you can get a message and you can choose whether you want to assist them in crossing, have a conversation with them, try to talk them into moving on. And for me personally, if they don't answer me or don't let me know what they're here for, I send them away. I do a really major clearing because for me, anything that's going to be around me, visiting me, I want to know why. And then it's my personal choice whether they're going to stick around or not. Now, as a psychic, and I know Jude has gone through this as well, she and I have both been in positions where we have either done a reading and encountered a loved one that hasn't crossed, or we've encountered a spirit that's visited us that needs assistance. And we both have been, I believe, I'm speaking for you a little bit here, Jude, we both have watched and assisted somebody crossing over from a stuck position, which is an amazing encounter to view. And then we also have moved spirits on and moved them away from us and just given ourselves some space from that. So that's something to keep in mind. Right. 
just because you want to assist a spirit to cross over does not mean they're going to. At the end of the day, like Patty said earlier, they have their own free will and they ultimately have to decide if they are willing and ready and wanting to cross over. Sometimes it's just a matter of making distance between you and spirits and sometimes it's helping them understand that they have left the physical realm and they are dead and that they need to cross over. Um, I also want to note that, you know, when we're talking about earthbound spirits, the frequency, their vibration is very low. They are very drained of life. Now, I don't know how Patty sees them, but for me, it is very obvious that they lack essence and energy. They feel very like spooky to me is like the perfect word whenever I encounter earthbound spirits. There is a hollowness to their energy. A lot of times, even when I listen to them, it sounds like they're talking to me from an echoey hallway. There's just something very distant and hollow and empty about their energy field. They're drained of life. So when they're walking around and they're perceiving us living beings, and especially if you are somebody who is pretty aligned, pretty bright, pretty open, empathic, all of that, you can look like a beacon of light, a source of energy for them. And it's very attractive, like a moth to a flame. And I don't think a lot of times that they're trying to, you know, steal your light or steal your energy. But if you can imagine that you are almost desperately needing life energy, an energy of somebody living can be very attractive to somebody who's earthbound and they might gravitate and hover towards those more enlightened, light-bodied beings. Usually the initial reason that I think a spirit will come towards a living person and hover around them is because that living person emits a certain kind of light that they are attracted to and it kind of fills their energy field back up. And like I said, I don't think they intentionally mean to do it, but if you can imagine being dead and your energy field being low and I don't even know that realm is a mystery, who knows what kind of energy they're experiencing there? Who knows what other kind of entities are lower vibrational entities that they're encountering and how scary that might be. And if you're like this light within the shadow realm, I really think most of the time they're coming around because they're desperate for help. They're desperate for peace and comfort and connection. Connection, right. That's mm -hmm. a great, yeah. Yes, I, I totally agree. And if you're trying to vibrate at a nice vibration and have a nice, happy, healthy life, and there's a lower vibrational spirit around you, that can be quite the energy suck. You know, everything is seeking balance. And if you have a darker, lower energy around it, that's going to pull your vibration down. And with that being said, if you're somebody that's vibrating at a super high vibration, oftentimes you can be at a high enough vibration that they can't reach you. So while they do seek out that vibration, if you keep your vibration really high, you can avoid some of that as well. And I also wanted to talk about what they look like. Like, well, how do I know? What does that look <laughs> like? And everybody perceives energies in a different way. And we've talked about this from the very beginning. Some people are visual. Some people have direct knowledge. Some people are sensory. So you can see it a different way. I recently had a ghost at my office and Jude helped me with this. While I was doing readings, I could see it out of the peripheral. And even though I could just see a shadow, because I get things direct knowing, I knew that it was male. I knew that it was somebody in about their 20s and that they had this curious energy, but it was also a very low vibration. Every time I would turn my head, it would move. 
I got up a couple times and actually looked out my window to see if there was actually somebody standing on my stoop. And it was there during all my readings for several readings. And then finally, I explained it to Jude and she and I got the same perception of what it is. And I had a loved one of a client of mine that I was reading that actually, I think to protect her loved one, moved that spirit out because I looked out and she was walking with her arm around it and walking it off the property. So sometimes it can show up as a shadow or something in your peripheral. Sometimes you can actually see kind of a holographical image of a being. Other times you may smell something. You might just feel this low kind of sick energy around you. You can hear something. You know, it comes in many different ways. And if you feel like you are sensing something, again, ask about it. Ask what it is. And if you don't get an answer, send it away. That is good insight there, Patty. I like to touch on keeping your vibration up, that I do agree with that. And having the protection and the boundaries is key component. If you are vibrating at a high frequency and your aura is full and you have a strong boundary and protection, those spirits won't hover around you. Being somebody who I believe that I do like to keep my energy at a certain frequency as much as possible. I do feel like I have strong boundaries and protections. Every once in a while, they sneak in and can get very close to me. You have an understanding of them. And so just like we said how they can have the desire to come to someone that's open or someone that's sensitive, for you, since you understand them and see them and can validate them, I can understand how, regardless of how high your frequency is, how you could be a a light in the dark for them. Right. I think they totally know that I can see them. And once they see me react to them, that's when they tend to gravitate in. Most of the time now, I have to simply just tell them to back off a little bit. I never tell them to get away from me or go away and never come back. I'm willing to help any and all spirits that come around. But occasionally, I'll have to be like, look, you can stay here, but you just need to stay at least 10 feet away from me. Because once they get within a certain distance of me, it becomes very intense. Like I start feeling everything that they're feeling. I'm picking up tons of information about them and their life and how they passed. And that is a drain on my energy. So... So if they're 10 or so feet away from you, they're not distracting, that's fine with you? I mean, do you just have like thousands of spirits 10 feet away from you? (laughs) I wouldn't say thousands, but you know, it's interesting. I've thought about this and as long as I don't have a lot of distractions, I can probably see more. You know, when you're in public places and people are there and people are talking or if there's music going or you're focused on something, I don't generally pay attention to what's happening in my environment. Um, And my house is my sanctuary and I have a very strong boundary around my house. It's not like spirits are just coming into my home. Not that it doesn't happen, but, you know, I can feel them before they get two feet in front of me. If there's something in the house, I'm going to sense it right away. But when I go to new places and there is a quiet moment, I will probably pick up some kind of energy there. It happens quite often. And for me, I see things externally. So I actually see physical embodiments of spirits walking like everybody else. I can tell you how far away they are and what they're wearing. And I've seen them in varying states of manifestation. So sometimes it'll just be like Patty said, a little bit of a holographic kind of see-through wispy view of them, like a silhouette, like just picking up enough details that I can understand what they are. Sometimes I'll see like a full-on, I mean, the fabric of their clothing, what color it is, um, the texture of their hair, 
sometimes when I see that, it's only parts of them though. Like I'll see like maybe their head and shoulder or I'll see like they're just their feet and their knees or I'll catch like a side view of their body. And then very rarely, but it has happened with me where I will see a full physical embodiment, like head to toe, cannot see through them. They're as solid as any living person. But I definitively know that they are spirit form because there's a texture to their solidity. It's almost plasma-y, like whereas physical people have a very crisp and defined outline, um, spirit to me, even when they are fully manifested, still have a sense of energy about them. It's like they are made of liquid or plasma or smoke almost. It's really hard to describe, but there's no question to me that they are spirit. That's really interesting. I think if we all had the ability to see everything around us, we would have a really difficult time having a life. You know, if we could see everything, we are constantly around many, many spirits. There are people, you know, that have passed walking in and out. There are entities, there are ghosts, there are all all types of things happening. So I feel like in order to have a real human experience and to be present, we do have to shut down some of what we see. And we do have control over that. And for me personally, if I see a ghost or sense something around me, I kind of judge its vibration by my personal reaction. And I get things direct knowing, so I'll get a direct knowing of you know a little bit of what they're about. But I also, if it feels interesting to me or I'm curious or it feels loving, that's totally different than if I'm kind of like, oh, hell no. And I move it out instantly. And for me, I have a lot less curiosity, I guess. And I'm not interested in entertaining these spirits. So I am one of those people that just send it away. Like as far as it can be, I not only keep my own personal space clear, but I don't want anything around me distracting me or anything that I can see. Now I can have lunch with someone and pick up on their dead grandmother or their uncle that's passed. And those spirits are different. They're very loving and they are coming with the person that I'm reading or the person that I'm looking at. So there's a difference between ghosts or people that haven't crossed over and people that have crossed over. But I think it's important, again, with intention, to set the intention on what you're open to and what you're willing to have in your life. And the thing about raising your frequency, and that's kind of hard for some people to understand because when you're raising your vibration, you're not raising your heart rate or your blood pressure or your pulse. What you're doing is you're raising your personal frequency. And I had a young girl who had many, many stuck beings visiting her. She was just very open. And at the time, I think she was about nine. She was pretty young. And I helped her get rid of a few ghosts. But I told her, mom, this is a regular thing that's going to happen. This isn't a one-time thing. And she and I worked on climbing up the staircase. And I asked her, this ghost that's been here, if you had a three-story house, where would it live? And she said, oh, in the basement. And I said, okay, and can it go up to the second and third floor? And she said, no. So we would work on that when she felt that energy near her, she would climb the stairway and go up to a higher elevation to where that ghost wasn't able to go. And what she was doing is I was working with her to help her raise her frequency. So she still has lots of visitors, but she has many less. And when they do come, they're not as low of a frequency as they used to be. They tend to come to her more out of curiosity rather than wanting her assistance or kind of hanging out much longer than she wants. And she was able to raise her vibration up so that some of these lower entities couldn't reach her. And I am a believer that light conquers dark and that you can utilize light to move these things out. You can utilize vibrational frequencies to rise above them. 
I guess, would you agree with that, Jude? Yeah. So just to be clear, I do see many, 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 many more spirits than I interact with. I'm just saying if a spirit wants to make a direct connection with me, I'm willing to listen. I don't just like send them off right away. I used to do that, but I'm, I have a lot more compassion these days than I did in my earlier years, to be truthful. Um, but yes, I see spirits all the time and I pay no attention. To me, the world of the living is not that much different than the world of the dead. They are still just as individual, unique personalities with their own likes and dislikes and quirks and humor and, you know, hangups that we have in the living world. It's exactly the same in the spirit world, especially with earthbound spirits. So when I'm communicating and talking to dead people, I'm not really talking to them much different than if I had just walked up to you in the street. The only difference is it's like they're in a foreign place. And uh, I just happen to be very familiar with that foreign place. I also think that because of the type of soul that I am and the type of energy I harness, I'm really able to drop my frequency and raise my frequency very quickly. I'm open to a lot of dimensions at one time, but that's just how I am and not everybody's like that. So I do agree that raising your frequency can help tune out spirits if you do not want to be communicating with them. And if they can't level off with you, if they can't make a connection with you, they're probably just going to leave you alone. Because most of the time, spirits, they want attention is really why they're interacting with you. Maybe it's because I'm older than you, but I, I kind of feel that um, time is precious. And I'm pretty particular about who I hang out with, the type of people I'm around, the things that I am willing to do and that I want to do. And for me personally, I try to be compassionate. And like I said, I have helped spirits cross, but I'm a lot less willing to hang out with lower vibrational entities or, right. or I guess I should say lower vibrational beings. Right. <laughs> but when it comes to spirits who have crossed over and are coming back to communicate, you're so much more versed in that realm than me. And my reality is chock full of those kind of lower vibrational entities. I feel like I'm a liaison for the dead. Like my most comfortable place and my most comfortable dimension, to be honest with you, at the end of the day, is where dead people that have not crossed over are. That is that's so my, interesting. Yeah, that's my most comfortable space. And I would like to say, I brought Patty to a very intense portal space here on the island of Kauai that spirits who have not fully crossed over yet, and there is a lot of them in this one specific area. And I was very excited to bring Patty there because I love it there. It is my most favorite place on this planet Earth. I wish I could live there always and forever. In fact, when I die and you come meet me in the heavenly realms, I'm pretty sure that this is where I'm going to be. And I brought Patty there. And yes, she did perceive the intensity of the energy there, but she was highly uncomfortable. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I wanted to get the hell out of there. Which shocked me, but it was a learning lesson about her and me and the differences of us because she described it exactly as I perceive it, but she was like, this is not my jam. This is not my zone. I need to go. She wants to be more with those spirits who have crossed over and have already cleansed themselves of all their earthly baggage, and then that's where she feels really comfortable. And I like that too, but when it comes to the clarity of communication, the clarity for me comes with those more earthbound spirits, that more dense. It's like if there was a line between the yin and the yang and those 
crossed over spirits are on one side and the earthbound spirits are just over the other side of the line. And that's the area that I am most comfortable in. Fascinating. So I think one of the last things I would like to say is to let everybody know that we have the power to set intentions, to call in assistance, to put in protection, and to clear things out. You shouldn't be fearful. And if you're curious and want to open up to some things that you haven't really played with in the past, that's great. But just know that you have the right to put boundaries in place. Um, Before we go, we do have a couple listener questions that Patty and I are going to briefly answer. So one of our listeners sent us a question from our previous podcast that came up for her. Uh, One of the questions, Patty, is, can you see somebody's past and future? Are you able to see both? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So oftentimes, spirit will show me something that happened in someone's past if it's pertinent to what they're going through right now. Spirit gives me information that has to do with what my client is seeking at the time. And it's the same thing for the future. I have had times when Spirit has just laid everything out. You know, you're going to meet somebody named Ted. Ted's going to take you to the Bay Area on a date and you're going to get married. And those things have happened. And then other times people will ask me very specific questions about the future and Spirit doesn't want them to know. You know, because maybe they're supposed to be in the moment more. So yes and no. I feel like that's totally up to spirit and I allow spirit to guide me and tell me what I am supposed to pass on. Right. I agree with that. Ultimately, it's up to spirit and it's ultimately up to what that person is ready to hear and whether it's pertinent for their healing. Um, I do tend to see people's past though. That's a kind of a gift of mine when it comes to anything that they are currently experiencing or have experienced in the past. I tend to see those things pretty well, especially if it's what's creating imbalance in their energy. I don't usually see like really great things that happened in the past because that's not impacting them in the current timeline. And my job is to find the imbalances. So I see past events pretty regularly. It definitely comes with the type of work that I do. I have been opening up more to this future timeline. I'm so new at it though. And though I have had very clear validations and direct hits on seeing things that were going to happen in the future and watching them unfold for my clients, I still have yet to see if some of those things are going to unfold. And I'm still learning with that. But Patty, I know you have a pretty good gift with being able to see into that future light. I think I'm just a little braver with saying it out loud than you are. And that's something that probably will come to you more in the future. (laughs) That may be true, actually. (laughs) I just, I, you know, there's a fear when it comes to this kind of work of being wrong. And the thing about the future is it can change. It's not, you know, I think we're on potential paths and things can shift and um, the world is mysterious and I don't really fully understand how it all works yet, but Sometimes it happens the way you see it, and sometimes it doesn't, and that's just the way it is. Okay, Jude, I have a question for you that comes from one of our listeners. Are you able to help people discover their life's purpose? I like to think that I can see their highest potential, and I can see the areas in which they thrive and what is more open for them. Like if they're really good communicators, if they're very creative, if they're um, highly intelligent, if they're tapped into some kind of specific area of knowledge, sometimes I can see that. And oftentimes my clients totally validate that to me. When it comes to their very specific job, like what job they're going to have, 
I unfortunately can't really see that. All I can see is how their energy would be best utilized in whatever craft it is that they're supposed to be doing. That's great. I think for me, a purpose isn't always a career or a job. And so I I like people to be kind of specific about that. And oftentimes, if somebody says, oh, I'm thinking of doing, you know, this specific thing, whether it's a, a job, a move, a spiritual practice, I usually can sense right away in my body of like, it's a yes or it's a no. And it's oftentimes easier to answer yes or no, but I'm with you that I will get hit some people like, you know, you'd be an amazing therapist. Have you ever thought about that? Or have you ever thought about this? And oftentimes our purpose isn't our career. You know, our purpose may be to just have fun and not feel the responsibility of the world that we may have sensed in a past life. Or it may be to really find the balance between the the physical and the spiritual or to be here to help the vibration of the earth shift. So it comes in, in a lot of really interesting ways. And I usually can get a hit that I would say is oftentimes helpful. So I'd answer that with a, a most of the time. <laughs> you know, I, I like how you mentioned the people who incarnate just to bring their high vibration to the planet because every once in a while I get those people and those are the people that seem most pending on whether or not they have a life purpose but really their purpose is just to live their best life, be as happy as they can, keep their vibration high because their energy is so huge and so big that it's kind of like cleaning and raising the frequency of the planet. And that is essentially their purpose, which can be kind of a frustrating message to relay sometimes. And then sometimes clients are like, oh, good. Now I can just relax and not feel like I'm missing something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, thank you for sending in those questions. And if you have any questions about something that you may have heard in the past, one of the podcasts that we've already recorded or something that we haven't even talked about yet, please feel free to send them to us and we will try to address it in the future. And our next podcast is going to be about crossing over. Today, we talked about spirits that had difficulty crossing over. And the next time we're going to be talking about the process of crossing over, how Jude and I have witnessed that in the past and what that looks like to each of us, and hopefully give you some understanding of that. Yeah, Patty, I'm looking forward to that and hearing your take on crossing over. Thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in with us. Until next time, aloha. Bye-bye.